If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Podcast. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the 50 best horror movies ever and then talk about them. My name is Luke Condor with a K, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Arrington. Ben Arrington. And today yep. we are joined once again uh, by the amazing, the incredible, the, the number wizard and horror aficionado, uh, Mr. Andy Condrit. How's it going, Andy? Uh, pretty good, guys. I'm not sure I'm going to top that intro as long as I live now. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. You you peaked on our podcast, and that's uh, downhill from here. <laughs> downhill from here. Or yeah. or we could have a nice plateau now from from you know. Yeah. Well, once, you've re- once you've reached the top, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How's it going? Uh, so, uh, Andy, you saw Annabelle Creation, right? Uh, very recently. Yes, I went uh, what the heck? yesterday. In fact, how like how time flies. Yeah, it was all right. You know. Yeah. It was all right. I um, I feel like I didn't give the first one as good a shake because I watched it on a plane where nothing's really going to be scary on a plane, right? Like at a tiny little letterbox screen. But um, yeah, it was really good. It was a lot of it's like by the numbers, yeah. and you know yeah. you'd be forgiven for thinking, oh, they're not really doing anything different here. But um, still, there were some bits I was like, I'm just gonna stay cool and have a sip of my drink now, just so I can look <laughs> away from the screen. Oh god. Yeah. I've not I've not seen the first one. I've seen both the Conjuring films, and I thought they were both all right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, uh, so uh, the first Annabelle film isn't particularly great. I saw it in the in the old cinema, and it was I don't know. It was okay. It was just a bit kind of like a bit of a letdown. But the Annabelle creation is meant to be a lot better. It's the same with Ouija. Ouija was pretty pretty pants, but then the the prequel was directed by Mike Flanagan, and that was pretty pretty good as well. So it's like, yeah, I quite like that. Yeah. I've not seen that. Yeah, it's um, Mike Flanagan's um, the guy who's doing uh, Gerald's Game and he's doing House on Haunted Hill. He's got loads of cool stuff coming up, so it'd be interesting to see. And he did Hush. Did you watch it? I, I really liked Hush. I saw it on Netflix a while back. 
Yeah. I've not seen that either. God, I'm really, really slacking. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it about those like ghost films. They're like everywhere nowadays. I don't know if I'm getting a bit bored of them. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I think that's why I don't really watch them because I think I am maybe a little bit bored of them. I find that like as soon as one franchise, as soon as I lose lose like my patience with one franchise, it yeah. kind of happens across the board. Yeah, and it's almost like it's because they all do look quite similar. So it's almost like my want to go and see those films because of like say I say I lost I lost um all patience with paranormal a paranormal activity for example. Yeah, anything that looks even remotely like that, I'm like no no no. Over ghosts, it's over. Yeah, I'm so over ghosts, man. I feel like we have a lot of that kind of thing where it's like Mr. Mr. Teeth. And it's like a weird, like, crick, like crinkly yeah. Chris Packet man. Like we get a lot, <laughs> we get a lot of yeah, that like, recently. Yeah, the, like the bye bye man or the hello, here's the scary man, the boogie man, the yeah, coming coming to get you and touch your genitals, anus man. <laughs> that whole genre, it's all like the the legally distinct from the slender man genre, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's not the slender man, honest man. Yeah. It's the thin yeah. man. Thin man. That, <laughs> that was one, I think, wasn't it? Oh shit! Oh, I'll be sued. Yeah. The tall fit, the tall thin, odd Bloke. man. Bloke. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just, it's just awful, isn't it? Really, it's just the same old regurgitated crap. Polar. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I feel like zombies are kind of a little bit done as well, uh, but maybe I don't not. No, mate. I don't know. I don't know. Did you a comeback? Yeah, Train to Busan was really good. If you yeah, watch that, yeah. I don't think, but with zombies, you don't tend to get loads of really crap ones. You know, I mean, I know. Well, I guess you do, but they're not like big studios aren't putting out zombie films. No. You think off the back of like Walking Dead, maybe zombie films would have had some sort of resurgence, but no, it doesn't seem like they are. Like, what's the last big? I feel like studio... Walking Dead is like the last nail in the coffin of that kind of uh, zombie genre, right? Like, it feels. I don't know. People seem to be a bit tired of it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Shambling zombies, possibly. Yeah. yeah. There's always good stories to tell, I think, with zombies because it is a cliche, but it's the we like the people stories, don't we? Yeah. We like the stories of the survivors more than we like the stories of the zombies. So yeah. as a backdrop, it's it's still, it's still plenty of stories to tell. It's just not going over the same old stories of people stuck in a place. <laughs> Are they going to get out of place? Are the zombies going to get in? They all fight each other and... Yeah, they fight each other basically... and then the zombies get in. And then, yeah. It's, yeah it's... Which is but, basically uh... every series of The Walking Dead. Which yeah. is, we're in a new place. There are threats from people and threats from zombies. Which one's going to get us first? Someone cocks it up. There's a couple of talking episodes because the budget's run out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Repeat. Yeah. Did you ever use characters? Did you ever use Dragon Ball Z? They, um... I remember like ep- like three or four episodes every single season of just powering up and thinking about fighting. I feel like a lot oh, yeah. of TV is is that <laughs> that like uh, just the passing the time. Just like I feel like every season should be at, at the most ten episodes long. I feel like Stranger Things is eight episodes and it's so tight and so succinct. And we don't need twenty two <laughs> episode seasons. I think I genuinely think six to eight is ideal. Yeah, to tell yeah, a decent story. When you think when you think of something like Daredevil. How many episodes of Daredevil were him um, recuperating in his apartment? Yeah, well, I mean, he, got, many... he got beat up pretty bad there, so we got to let got to give him some oh, time. No, too still, many like... episodes of um, trying to explain to Foggy what could have been a five minute. Oh, you didn't tell me you were Daredevil. It's really dangerous to know I was Daredevil. That's a fair <laughs> yeah. point. I won't be so angry now. Yeah. 
I, lo- I love in Daredevil how he just went off of Karen as well. Like he was proper into her at one point, and then one- then later on he's just like, nah, nice. not interested nice in you type. anymore. Maybe well, he's went ahead in the comics. She know he knows what's due for her. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stay so, well clear, mate. <laughs> so in terms of um uh keeping the zombie genre fresh, I feel like the go of all the gifts was a pretty fresh idea. And that feels to me like a bit of a spiritual sequel to today's film. Have you guys seen the have you seen the Girl World of Gifts? Andy I know I know Ben has. Have you, Andy? I haven't. It's on it's on the list. I'm aware of it. And yeah. uh, I saw the trailers for it, but I missed it at the cinema. I had a pretty short run, so I need to pick it up. Now yeah. it's uh it's available like on home video now, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's good. Available on the VHS. Yeah, on VHS. <laughs> It's, it's good. It is really good. It, again, it's, it is a take on the zombie genre, isn't it? Because it's sort yeah. of like a contagion sort of thing, and it reminds it is reminds me of The Last of Us a bit. Um, yeah. But the this the, the screen adaptation of the book. I mean, it's one of the only film adaptations I think I've ever seen where it's pretty much exactly the same as the book. Yeah. Every and scene. And I don't know how well that translates. Like you know, with the um, Lord of the Flies element at the end. Like I don't know. Yeah. But it feels like a spiritual sequel to this because it's. Um, to 28 days later because it's that whole post-apocalyptic London it feels like the same world but like 28 years down the line or something but um, it's, it's definitely worth watching yeah sure. yeah, yeah definitely definitely worth a, worth a squirt worth a squirt <laughs> okay so uh, today's uh, episode contains spoilers I feel like we should we should say that we always forget to um, and last week we talked about the others, and this week we're talking about number 25 on the list, 28 Days Later. Uh, ben, do you want to give us a bit of a rundown of what the film's about? Yeah, this is episode 28 as well, which I think is highly exciting, the fact that we're doing 28 Days Later. We haven't planned that at all, have we? No. That's the, that's the magic <laughs> of this podcast. It's yeah. just magic. Okay, <laughs> so 28 <laughs> Days Later is a 2002 British post-apocalyptic horror film directed by Danny Boyle. Written by Alex Garland and Starling and Starling and starring Killian Murphy, (laughs) Naomi Harris, Brendan Gleeson, Megan Burns and Christopher Eccleston. Um, The plot depicts the breakdown of society following the accidental release of a highly contagious virus called Rage. And it focuses upon the struggle of four survivors to cope with the destruction of the life they once knew. So this is what uh, Empire Magazine has to say about it. Uh, debates raised about whether the fast-moving infected were zombies or not. That's not the meat of why Danny Boyle and writer Alex Garland's tale of his destroyed society is so effective. Like all great horror movies, it's about us rather than the other and peers into the dark heart of humanity. How far would you go faced with such a situation? You may not love the answer, um, and there's so much to admire visually with a Day of the Triffids-esque emptied London shot of Gorilla Style in early mornings. Um, Rotten Tomatoes give it 87% fresh. IMDb gave it 7.8. It's still in the in the IMDb range. Um, the Facebook group Duncan's uh, Duncan Everson says um, I couldn't believe how much it was like Day of the Triffids when I first saw it, but it was better the second time. Which um, to Day of the Triffids is something I never watched, never read or anything until recently, and I can see what he means now having read it. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a good film. What? How many times have you seen this, Ben? How have I seen this? Oh mm. God, loads! This this is like this is probably one of those films that I watch on like a yearly basis. You know those films you kind of just return to. I mean, this is one of like the top. There's probably three horror films that I kind of return to on a yearly basis. This is one of them because what, what the it scares ones? the absolute bejesus out of me. What what are the other ones? Uh, the other ones are the Thing and what? the Ex and the Exorcist. The Innocence. 
and <laughs> the innocence. And I also go back to the 1931 version of Dracula because I love it and just enjoy it. Uh, the, the devil robot. rides out. What about you, Andy? Uh, have you how many times have you seen this film? Oh, it's again. I see this one. It's quite a regular watch. It's a good like you're having friends around for a horror night. A good solid choice if you're not going to go to the new is 28 Days Later. We saw it on um, the guys that do that secret cinema. They did a they did a screen oh, of yeah. it in London yeah, yeah. the other year as well. It's uh, oh, wow. it was crazy good. Um, I guess <laughs> spoilers for that as well. But that's finished now, so that will never exist again. But there's there's quite some panic to it when you're there in a warehouse in central London, like they're playing out scenes from the film, like there are people in makeup chasing you up a flight of stairs where you go oh, into this no. flat and there's a girl pinning the door closed and then gives you a bit of creme de menthe, which was nice. Nice. Oh lovely. <laughs> who, who doesn't want who doesn't want creme de menthe? Yeah. After a run. <laughs> after after a run. Oh, I'm ever so parched. Can somebody somebody pass me the creme de menthe? Oh, thank you. Guzzle it down. Uh, so, Andy, have you got any other films that you watch every year, or is this just uh, um, like Ben? I would say for me, I go back to some of the classics. Like every, usually as we're getting towards this time of year, actually in the run up to Halloween, I'll yeah. watch. Um, I watch Freddy Krueger comes out quite often. Watch some of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Yeah. Um, watch some Friday the Thirteenth. Um, I like a bad horror movie. Um, one we were talking about just before. Things like. Then again, I, I take it back. It's not bad. The '80s version of the blog. It's great. It's amazing. <laughs> I really love it. Yeah, um, yeah I um, I love some movies like that. I love actually genuinely bad horror movies like Chopping Mall as well. That I've watched that more times than I should have. And uh, Sleepaway Camp as well. I'm not sure if you've seen that, but it's quite an experience. No. What's that one? It's like a spa day or something. It's about the pretty fa- <laughs> famously bad horror movie about like a, a spa. Where people get burned up by sunbeds and stuff. I don't know. I, oh, I think to... I've seen a po- I think I've seen a poster for it. it. It's like it's it's like a health spa. I've, I've yeah. not seen it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, this is um this I've seen, seen this film so many times. I think I saw it early this year, and it I watched it with headphones on on the Mac, and uh, it's still just as effective as ever. Like it's still it's that music. I think it's something to do with that music. It's so and like um <coughs> when you got the, the the scene through London and like London's empty, especially now that I've now that I know London a lot more and I know their locations, it feels so eerie and so creepy, but it's so effective. It's a really great film, this is. Yeah, yeah I wonder been... with that, does it resonate with us guys that live in the UK and probably are more familiar with London than people that live overseas? I think that's part of it, yeah. yeah. I think that's one of the reasons it affects me so much is because not just the way it's shot, not, not just the soundtrack, but I think just seeing these recognisable places that you know, you've been Manchester. to. <laughs> Manchester just on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's Manchester over there. It's just on fire. Oh, yeah. bloody hell. That's that's unfortunate. I think just the fact that you see these air, these sort of places and they're completely desolate and they're completely empty, void of human life. Seeing that is so creepy. Yeah. Because you know it's just like looking at looking out your window and seeing absolutely nobody around and knowing that there's been some sort of outbreak is is horrible. But yeah, I think the soundtrack's probably one of the most effective horror soundtracks for me because it's it's, it's so minimalist. And I think most of the time it's only sort of like guitar and bass and drums. There's not much orchestral stuff at all. No, it's like all guitar. It's all guitar based, and it feels really raw, and it feels really. Yeah. It just feels. It just feels so real, and I think that's. I think that's part of it. And it's sort of the soundtrack sort of goes from being completely bleak and hopeless to sort of uplifting, and then sort of there's so much energy and so much. This is, is uh, really this great. soundtrack. It makes me uh, even more annoyed with the soundtrack. Soundtrack, the descent. 
the descent soundtrack is so yeah. lazy whereas this is like yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. like innovative and like creative and stuff um, yeah exactly and so, the... so it's, it's john murphy isn't it and uh as far as i'm aware he did everything on on the uh on the soundtrack as far as i'm aware i'm yeah. not sure if that's a fact but yeah so it's just one of those soundtracks it's just yeah it's just great can we talk about obviously like... the in a in the house in a heartbeat um the sort of the theme, the main theme, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. <coughs> which I think is I think is used so sparingly in this film. So I, I went back and I watched Twenty Eight Weeks Later, as well, and it's yeah. used all the time in that film. Yeah. Anytime there's any sort of moment of tension, really want to ramp up the tension, that yeah. sort that track is used, which is a bit, which is a bit weak, really, when you think about it. But it's used so sparingly in this film, obviously only for the one sequence, that when it actually the big crescendo, when it builds and builds and builds. I mean, you're right there with everybody in that house. Yeah, yeah. Shitting yourself. <laughs> the, yeah, <laughs> Absolutely yeah. shitting yourself. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that a bit in a bit because there's some bits I want to sort of talk about. But like, also, I just wanted to sort of quickly chat about the um, the visuals because this is like one of the first films shot on DV, like a feature film shot on digital video, and it really like doesn't look that great. But like, it kind of work. <laughs> it kind of works in a way. But there's so many like weird like color artifacts on the screen. I don't know. What What did you think about it? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it kind of looks—it looks a bit washed out. Other times it looks sort of too bright. Other times it looks too green. Other times it looks too blue. Like it's, it, yeah. it, it, ne- it never quite looks right. But that kind of adds to the whole uncertainty of it. Yeah, that it is a bit weird. It is a bit dreamlike. Yeah, it's it almost feeds like into it. It feeds into the whole the whole aesthetic of it. I think it almost it makes it feel more real that it doesn't look like a really polished Hollywood. Yeah production when you come out I, I looked at the budget for it like they made this film for like eight million dollars which is more money than i'll ever see but for a film <laughs> yeah yeah especially yeah, especially in uh 2002 whenever it was that's that's like nothing at all yeah and going back to 28 weeks later again is that film looks completely different that film was obviously shot on film and that looks like a polished blockbuster yeah horror yeah. film and it just it just doesn't really work for me. Like it, that that sort of sense of hopelessness, that desolation I've already mentioned, yeah. is like nowhere in that film. But yeah. in this, it's just there constantly. Even in the even in the scenes of like quiet reflection, even if in, even in the scenes where people are telling their stories of survival, you constantly feel the threat of something or someone ready to spew blood in your eyes. Yeah, yeah, hack it up in your eyes. Lovely. <laughs> Okay, so let's uh, let's get into the story a bit then. Uh, so the key players we've got, uh, I want to say Cillian. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, Cillian Murphy as Jim. Naomi Harris as Selena. Brendan Gleeson as Frank. We've got Megan Burns playing uh, Hannah. Uh, some trivia about Megan later on. Christopher Eccles Cakes oh. as Major Henry West. He, he pops oh, yes. in again, um, and we'll talk about those guys. I mean, the main um, the the main sort of Two character, well, the main three characters, I guess. Uh, you look at it: uh, Silly Boy Murphy, Naomi Harris, and uh, Megan Burns. Um, but okay, so I mean, uh, how does the film start? It, we've got like the the news things of the people, the violence, right? Yeah, they're yeah. Like clockwork orange in some apes, aren't they? They're making them watch loads of nasty, like video nasties, little matchsticks until... in their eyes to keep them, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep them open. Yeah, because they're trying to cure it, aren't they? Because that's what um, I forget the actor's name, but it's. Uh, because yeah. I know he's like a comedy actor normally, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh, David Schneider. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, not, he's not to be confused to cure... with Rob Schneider. Yeah, 
He looks like an English version of uh, what's the guy uh, from Little Shop of Horrors and Ghostbusters. Do you know what I mean? Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rick Moranis. It's got the big. Does, his yeah. mouth is too big for his face. Oh. <laughs> you know, it, it, I mean, it's, it obviously works for him. He's a comedy guy. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so he starts with we've got like, super violent images. Um, I think that's like just setting like the theme of the film: rage, violence, and people killing people and all that jazz. Do we do we, do we know if this was like? That, that footage was created for the film or that was just like stock footage it was taken from different places because I mean some of it looks pretty brutal stock, right there's a there's one bit where uh, there's a guy being hung and he's been hit with a sledgehammer I'm pretty I'm hoping yeah. it's like fake is it is it yeah. real it looked like it and it looked like um sort of just flying about like a rag doll it looked real yeah. you know when you it looked I don't know if it is but it looked pretty yeah. horrible yeah it's the kind of thing you accidentally click on on reddit and like a live leak and then go Ugh. yeah Ruined oh, my bloody hell. Day. <laughs> yeah. I was I was really enjoying that pot noodle, but uh, now it's gonna have to go, and now we're gonna still eat it. Yeah, you just leave it a little, leave it a minute or two, and then get back on it. Um, okay, so we've got these monkeys, uh, chimpanzees. Sorry, didn't want to assume, um, and they're being like uh, uh, forced uh, to to watch these sort of horrible images, and they're then we get force force fed some violence. Apparently, this uh, comes pretty hot after foot and mouth disease and apparently like uh, that might have played into it a little bit and uh, mad cow disease and that kind of uh, infection thing that was happening in England around that time. What? Is that how that started? They just, there were farmers all around the country forcing cows to watch violent <laughs> violent internet videos. That's why it's oh got, they were infected with mad. They had, uh, yeah. <laughs> they were like so angry at those cows. Yeah, but, uh, so I don't really understand how they're trying to cure them by hooking them up to uh, those TV screens. But then we get the activists. Are they trying to cure them or are they trying to like understand the rage virus? I don't know. That's yeah. what the guys, the scientist says before you can cure it, you have to understand it. So ah, right, I okay. guess eventually they're building towards a cure for. I reckon he's just enjoying watching these chimps suffer. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get around to the cure eventually, but first, all these videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all of my favorites. <laughs> Unless like he's a. Uh, that one wasn't infected. And they were trying to see if watching all these video things like infected him in some way. I don't know. It doesn't really make any sense why they would do that. But um, so the activists are like, should a um, guy from Little Shop of Horrors, we're going to get these monkeys out of here. And then they get him out. This, this, this is a classic. Um, the guy is telling you not to do it. And he's explaining quite succinctly why, not, why you don't yeah. let them out. Because yeah. they're all infected with this virus. And they just ignore. Yeah. Silly yeah. activists. Yeah, like if uh, they could have rabies, they could be uh, they exactly. could have like uh, monkey gonorrhea or whatever. Like, stay away from them. Why would you try and hug it? <laughs> yeah, of all the things to do, come and here, have monkey. A chat with it as well. Give me a big slobbery kiss. <laughs> uh, okay, so and then so what happens? So they let the monkeys out. Uh, the chimp bites the the, well, the females. She goes mental. She didn't like it apparently. Uh, and then, then the shit hits the fan. I think that's it, right? Lot, lot, there's lots of blood spewing about. I mean, this is where we yeah. first see <coughs> what happens uh, when people get infected. I think Luke's about to get infected right now. <laughs> Just gonna let the dog out. Yeah. Who let the dog out? Luke. Luke. Okay, so uh, we do need to answer the question. So are they zombies or are they something else? Do you class them as zombies? Because um, they die, right? So yeah, yeah. So they die. So they've got. Mm. They're not the undead. They're infected, and they've got a. When we we do find out how long it takes them to starve to death, but yeah, they 
They're not zombies. You mean you would you would put this film in a zombie genre just because it ticks a lot of the boxes? Yeah, like apocalyptic survival, yeah. all this stuff. But they're in they're not zombies as such. They're fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, um, zombies, zombies are terrifying anyway. But this is just this is just mad. They're like athletes, man. Yeah, well, I think after like because Shaun of the Dead came around out around a similar time, and like it looked kind of fun to be in a zombie apocalypse because you get your cricket bat out and sort of just like whack them on the head. But like this was like I just I wouldn't want to be in surrounded by these no. guys. Just because they vomit up on you. Have you ever been? Have you ever sick? Ever had someone be sick on you? It's <laughs> okay. horrible. Yeah. It's really disgusting. Yeah. Have you had ever had someone run after you that fast? Like your chest goes all tight. You're like, hey, hey. Yeah. Trying to run away from these guys would be agony. I don't want to get involved. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, and then we cut to twenty eight days later. Um, and we're introduced to this is the day of the Triffids bit. So this happens the day of the Triffids. So a guy wakes up in the hospital, and like London, he's in London. The shit hits the fan, um, has already hit the fan even. So um, uh, Jim, we're introduced to him. He's got the like the shaved side of the head. Is that where that that style comes from? I've never seen that before this film, and then I've seen a lot was, of people. I was, I was assuming he'd had some sort of brain surgery, right? Yeah, the head injury look. Yeah, the head injury, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, oh, you're really rocking cool. that head injury look. You look, you look, you look great today. Thank you. I've just yeah. had a head injury. And then, uh, so Jim wakes we up. Also, we, we also we see his penis. We do. Anyway, yep. and then uh... <laughs> we do. Totally forgot about it. I'd repressed that memory until you said it. And then oh, uh... that's my, fav- my favorite bit. <laughs> the highlights. If you were showing a monkey your highlight reel, Ben, it'd just be that one scene <laughs> on a just loop. Just a penis scene over and yeah. over again. Yeah. He's got one. We've all got one. Yeah. So he, he climbs out of the uh, the bed, takes the IV out. There's no one there. He's in the hospital all alone. Um, he does what any sane person would do. He loots the pop machine and he gets, <laughs> grabs like uh, bags and bags of like Lilt and Coke and Dr. Pepper. There's, lo- there's loads of cans of Pepsi in this film. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've never noticed it before, but I reckon pe- cans of Pepsi are shown and mentioned at least three times. And a can of a lot. He does, he does state a little bit later on that he personally prefers a tango. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. does yeah. Also, I've, only got, I've only got Pepsi or Lil. Oh, you ain't got you ain't got a tango, have you? No, I haven't, because the world's fucking ended. <laughs> you don't get choice. Can't be picky in that situation. I'd I'd be like, uh, we've got Iron Brew. That's my uh, that's my drink of choice. Oh my God, you're mad! What? What? Out of any fizzy drink, what would you? If you had to live off one for the rest of the rest of your days, what would you go for? Doctor Pepper Crew. Yeah, no, no it's pretty I, good. I, I love it. <laughs> <I love, I laughs> <don't really> <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, that's right. That is right, Luke. <laughs> what about you, Andy? Yeah, cherry Coke. Cherry, cherry Coke for life. That's good. It's yeah. good. It's a good choice as well. I'm still gonna say Iron Brew, although I will say, like, on a really hot day when you're really, uh, when you're really the you know, first quenched, a, ca- a cold can of just regular Coke. I don't know what it is about that. It's something magical. The pure sugar just yeah. destroying your soul, which yeah. is great. It just feels great. Tastes yeah. great. Rots your teeth away. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then we, we're never introduced like, to one of the most iconic scenes in, in, I think, like, film history, maybe. I don't know. So uh, Jim leaves the hospital and he walks around London. If you've ever been around London, it's, like, constantly busy. So to, like, to see London as dead as this, it's kind of insane. Um, and he's, like, screaming out for people he's got his his cans of pop in his swag bag and uh <laughs> he had the foresight even though he didn't know what had gone on 
to drink had, as many no tins idea. of pop as he wanted yeah, and yeah, just fill yeah. his boots with as many as he could. Whatever the scenario was, if yeah. he found all those cans, he'd still do put them all in his bag and go, I'm going to have these yeah. later. He's the, kind of guy who, uh, he's the kind of guy who just kind of kicks the pop machine until he gives them a can rather than just pays for one. Yeah. They should be paying me to drink this <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is insane. It's basically like I say, because of after like knowing London a bit more and like going, oh, I used to live there or like, I used to go there. Like it's, it's, it's weird. And I don't really know how they did it because like, even if you go like quite early in the morning, it's still, there's still people about, I don't know. It's, it's, it's strange. I don't know. Um, okay. So, and then what happens? So that, is that where it ends? So he, he pretty much, he's pretty much walking around, walking around London at this point. There's a, like an overturned bus. Um, then he finds a wall which is like full of like missing people, and here is where the soundtrack again really starts to sort of ramp yeah. up, and then he sort of nudges a car, and the car alarm goes off, and just you, the, the, set, the sense of like tension and just like Jesus Christ, what's going to happen during this scene is yeah. agonizing. Yeah, and then he, uh, he nips the church, right? Yeah, he goes to the church. He... Apparently, so I didn't I didn't read this, but apparently there's a mass suicide there. Did, did you guys read that? Which just pile. I just I didn't know if it was a mass suicide. I kind mm. of just saw piles and piles of bodies. I thought maybe bodies had just been put there. Yeah. Out, out the way, you know. Yeah, I just I thought know. they were dead. So I didn't I didn't read into it that they'd all killed themselves at that yeah. point. I don't know if this, uh, Wikipedia just assumed that. I'm not too sure. But uh, there's a go on. there's a bit there's a bit now which is like one of the most terrifying moments I think for me of the film is when it's... he sort of just le- leans over and just says hello and then two clearly infected um, blokes. Yeah, yeah. Or just turn around, gulping, and there's a really horrible, like, ominous, ominous like note of like the soundtrack at this point. Yeah, and they kind of just go ah, uh, and that's yeah. the right old gas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say um, it was when the scariest bit was when the, like, the priest runs after him and he wallops him with a with a fizzy pop right across yeah, the, the face. Tins, didn't he? He yeah. jumping up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon when he was putting him in his bag, he's figured this would be a fucking good weapon, mate? <laughs> carry, carry a bag full of cans. Yeah. Well, if I get a priest with these, then that priest I'm, is I'm quids in. <laughs> but uh, if yeah. You... So this is the first time we see the infected. Yeah. Um, it from 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 like Jim's point of view. Uh, so obviously we do see it in the first scene, but this is the first time we see it from the infected. I mean, it's pretty horrible. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of like a, a gormless sort of angry gormless face. They look, it looks like the kind of people you would, don't want to bump into on sort of like a Friday night in town. Like they've <laughs> they've, uh, they've got WKD stains around <laughs> their mouth. <laughs> exactly. Yes. All right, mate. Guys, I, I grew up. I grew up in Tamworth, so uh, oh, right, yeah. there've been nights like that. Yeah, I me in Mansfield as well. There's just been a few nights like that. Um, Booze Britain, I think there's a program all about it. But um, okay, so <laughs> so as he's running away from like these uh, these infected people, he gets saved by some Molotov cocktails. It's where yep. introduced to um, Selena and uh, a guy called Mark. Don't worry about him too much. Don't don't put any uh, emotion. Don't yeah. get attached. Don't get attached to him. They, for some reason, they blow up a petrol station. Uh, I'm not too sure why. Just uh, it looks cool, mate. It Just looks it cool. Looks cool. I mean. This, Five million pound budget this film was made for, and it's it's incredible, really. Like, yeah, but, but I mean, they really do linger on the on the fact that the petrol station explodes. I think we see it happening about ten times in a row. There, yeah, there are a lot of several angles, so many action replays. They really milk it. 
maybe that was part of the condition of saving him. Maybe between Selena and Mark, we're going to save this guy. All right, but I'm going to blow this petrol station. Fair enough. Bloody hell, Mark! You've been going on about that blowing out petrol station for days. I really want to do it. <laughs> uh, save him with this stick, you know? No, no, Molotovs. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we get the joke, uh, Mark. They, they sort of hole up in like a little corner shop. Uh, there's more pop, I think there. And then, like Mark, t- Mark tells him a joke. I think it was particularly funny. I think Selena's like pissed off about it. Uh, something about like a lion <laughs> and a giraffe. You can't leave, yeah. you can't leave that lion there. It's, it's a, a lion. giraffe, mate. Giraffe. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. And then he, then he goes. It looks like someone's not got a sense of humour. And then walks it like, like slumps off. And I'm thinking, dude, if your joke doesn't land, you can't just like assume they've not got a sense of humour. You can't take, blame your audience. Take the L, man. Take the L. And, take the uh, L. <laughs> Okay, uh, so so what happens now? So um, they're, they're holding away in this little corner shop. So um... Selena, Selena kind of explains to Jim what's been happening, um, the virus, what it is, where, where it's saying it's been reported in Paris and New York as well, suggesting it's obviously been spread even further. Um, they sort of just explain that people, a lot of people have been evacuated. Yeah. And uh, yeah, pretty horrible, really. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so... I think we get we get the idea that Selena's uh, no nonsense sort of taking uh, I don't want to say bitch, but uh, you know the the sort of positive the cap bits. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then Mark is uh, expendable. I think uh, is how we're supposed to see him. But anyway, so uh, Jim's like uh, I want to go see my mum and pap. They're nearby, I think. And yeah, then, uh, well, he, he seems to reckon he'll be able to walk it. Um, yeah. I don't. I think it'll take like a few. Um, they sort of say it'll take a couple of hours, possibly. Mm. But Selena kind of goes from saying, "What's the point? They're obviously going to be dead. Everyone you, everyone you love is going to be dead." Yeah. But he, she's convinced quite, quite quickly to go along with him, with Jim to his parents' house, which they do. But obviously, they, they all, they all travel in daytime. Yeah, mate. Getting around London is, uh, is chaos, especially about the tube. Have you ever been down there when you've got a tube strike on? It's insane. Yeah, walk uh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, but they pretty much they walk along the, the train track anyway, don't they? Yeah, At yeah. Some point. Along the DLR track, yeah. Okay, uh, and then so to get to Jim's house, um, Jim goes to see his parents. They're they're dead. Two couple of corpses. They've left him a nice note. Uh, do you think because they left him a note or something to say like we left yeah, you? Yeah, don't wake up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you've read that, you've yeah. already it's already gone. I'd put yeah. a more meaningful note like there's a knife in the drawer, use that. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> We've saved you a space on the edge of the bed, there's some more pills. Oh yeah. We've saved, wanna, we've saved you some pills yeah. and some wine. Because there is a bit left in the bottle. They should yeah. have written a more meaningful note, really. Yeah. But on a production note here, I was impressed um later when we see him looking in the kitchen. Yeah. The sort of deads they've got for to be his dead parents, they match the the home videos and the photos that you watch that later. True. Whoever the, con- whoever the continuity chat was, thumbs up. Wait, so uh, what what matches the the people like the? Yeah, the 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 the, the dead bodies that they have. Yeah. That are that are all rotten on the bed when he comes in and finds them. Yeah. They, I think they're a good enough match. I thought they were pretty good looking corpses as well because I think occasionally in films like this or in films like zombie films or anything yeah. cor- corpses can tend to look a bit shit a bit shoddy but these kind of look like I mean I haven't seen many dead bodies yeah, Le- recently recently <laughs> uh, 
Didn't but they look like pretty good dead bodies. I was I was convinced by them being dead bodies. Yeah, yeah. Nice and uh, yellowy green sort of. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they looked like they'd still be a little bit juicy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't want to touch one. Like I, got, I've got a feeling if you touch one, the finger would sort of go in a little bit too much. But oh, uh, you... <laughs> I mean, like through the skin. What you? What on earth are you doing to them? Leave them okay. alone, Luke. Let them rest, have their dignity. Yeah, I think they would have dressed up a bit though, because they're in there like some pants. pretty grubby pants. Yeah, that they're lying in bed with. You're gonna put your vest on. Yeah, because you should, you're gonna like you shit be... yourself, and you're gonna you're gonna uh, what's the word? Not excavate. <laughs> Uh, evacuate. <laughs> evacuate, uh, yeah. <laughs> evacuate your Excavate bowels. is a little... Di- I don't think you care, thing. do you? I just want to be comfortable. I mean, I'd want to die in my pants. Yeah. Because, you know, you want to you want to leave a sexy corpse as well, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, they're dead. Jim covers them up in the duvet, um, and then they decide to stay the night. Uh, Jim, in the middle of the night, Jim's downstairs. He's watching some family videos. This bit scared the crap out of me. Even like this time yeah. I watched it. Um, so he's watching the home videos. It's like a really just, nice, he, serene he's just ima- moment. He's just, imag- he's just imagining the home video thing, isn't he? Is he? Is that right? Yeah, that's what I got. Is he? Must I have thought... it on. Otherwise, how do they... I, I always took away from this bit that by watching videos, that's how he attracted people to the house. I thought it was just a candle he had. I thought he was just imagining. Oh, maybe, yeah. Imagining yeah, really loudly. Because <laughs> I, I don't think they've got any electricity in there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He was imagining. Quiet, Jim. No... I can hear you bloody imagining. <laughs> oh, Doing bloody like yeah. dad's voice. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's the candle because he kind of sees a shadow of something on the ceiling, which is one of them running sort of through the back garden. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that, that, so that's he, interesting. Yeah, because yeah. he sees a picture of them on the fridge and then he kind of imagines this and it's, then he sort of imagines the, the it, drinking of the... It makes he a downs, lot of... He downs old current of orange juice that, as well. That classic memory, the day I drank all the orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it, it, it does make more sense because I was kind of thinking, like, um, it didn't look like a projector, like, on the like projecting on the wall. It just looked like a weird image sort of stuck to the wall. And also, um, like, why would he... No one has a projector. Like, it's just not a thing people have, right? It so just, that doesn't just, make more sense. Hey man, it's just a representation of his imagination by Danny Boyle. But that's way more dream. Like that's there's, there's no more sequences like that, is there? Because like also, why would you have a home video of your mum coming in with a shopping and you drinking all the orange juice? Well, that was a bits classic in. day, as we've established. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but let's talk about it. He, he literally grabs a brand new orange juice. Starts drinking some, and his dad goes, "Oh, can I have a little bit?" Of that? He goes, "It's gone." What just fucking drank <laughs> two liters of orange juice? What's wrong yeah. with you? Turns out that's why they killed themselves. All yeah. we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, as they're sort of, as he's imagining it, then um, suddenly uh, it kind of like an action movie sort of uh, entrance, actually, uh, like a SWAT team entrance. Uh, one of the rage zombies like flies through the patio door. Um, yeah. And attacks him, and uh, that bit shit me up. The ceiling, as well, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. Who's got, house in, who's got a house in London with a skylight and everything? Yeah, yeah. It be for money. <laughs> and it's a proper SWAT team entrance to come in through the ceiling as well. Like they're on a mission. Um, luckily, Selena and Mark uh, are at hand. They they weren't even asleep, mate. And they ran downstairs. Um, Selena's got the machete. Goes crazy, um, <laughs> and then. Uh, so what happens now? So Mark, yeah, so Mark... basically, Mark gets bitten, and he's yeah. trying to cover it up. 
but Selena takes no shit because she because she sort of explains that it's the virus spreads through blood and saliva, overwhelms its victims in sort of like ten to twenty seconds. So Mark pretty much goes, "No, I've been bitten, but no," and she just starts hacking his arm off. Do you think she's a little bit too quick? Do you think she's a little bit too quick to just to? Ah, she's learnt, mate. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, I don't know. Although to be fair, she especially if you're going to kill the guy and he hasn't turned into a monster yet, chop his arm off, like get him straight in the head. I think, like, I also think so. you want to. She, she really didn't like that joke. She's like, yeah. you know, before you go, I'm gonna really. <laughs> <laughs> how many times in this film, though? Yeah. So they say it travels through blood and saliva, but how many times do they hack the living shit out of people? Yeah. And you think someone that's gonna get in your mouth, in your eyes, or something? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, they shout at them while they're doing it as well. She's like, yeah. Ah! Yeah. But blood kind of goes everywhere. There's a few times where people got like blood on their face, and I just think all it would take is a little. Oh, what's that? Oh, a bit of Ribena. <laughs> and then you're, you're infected. Especially like uh, because there's a tiny little bit of blood that does infect one of them later on. Like it does say like a tiny, tiny, tiny droplet to, yeah. to sort of turn them. Um, so anyway, so uh, Selena's like... Quite, quite, sorry, quite an important moment here when Selena says that she would kill Jim in a heartbeat if she needed to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, never mind being a zombie. She just, just be careful. <laughs> Don't Just piss be her careful. You tell, hey, a shit, you... you tell a shit joke. If you drink all my orange juice, <laughs> I will mug you right off. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any orange juice left, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> Walking, sloshing around in his stomach. Just like four <laughs> litres of it. Trying to like not slush it too much. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it. I can hear that orange juice in your gut. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, so she says, pop your clothes on, Jim. We're off. Uh, and then they decide to walk and they sort of head away. I was thinking, so Jim, um, has Jim been out for 28 days? Like, has he been... Yeah, yeah, I guess been, so. Yeah, for at least 28 days because he could have been hit by a bike before it all started. So he's been unconscious for a right. long time. But like, so he hasn't walked in like a month or something. Like, I'm, sure he, I'm sure that like he wouldn't be able to walk at this no. point in time. He'll build, no, he'll build stuff. He'd have to, he'd have to line, he'd have to line the pussy wagon and make his feet come back to life. Beg your pardon. That's what he'd have to do. <laughs> what? He'd have to lie in the the pussy wagon. Um, it's in Kill Bill, isn't it? When uh, when oh. she wills her toes out. She of wills her toes. Oh, back, back, right. Back. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that went straight over your head. Didn't it? Like, <laughs> it did. Well. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so they they're walking through London and they see. By the way, this is kind of creepy just to see London dark like that. Like I don't know how. Because yeah. London's always like lit up. Um, to just see kind of dark like that. I mean, how, I don't wonder how they did that. Did they have to sort of visually, unless they filmed it in the day and just made it look dark? I don't know. I, just, I always thought it looked like maybe there was some sort of like overlay over sort of everything. Mm. So they they must have filmed it either at night or filmed it in the day, and then there's just some sort of overlay yeah. on the background, possibly. I don't yeah. know. So they're they're on a little jaunt through London, uh, and then they see one of the towers, like a council. Uh, a state tower block kind of thing. Uh, some Christmas lights flickering on and off, and then they decide to have a look. Um, they make their way up the stairs. Jim, this is when uh, we get the, the, the fizzy pop out again. There's so much like fizzy pop and sweets and Maltesers. Yeah. I mean, there's like a big bag of Maltesers at one point. Basically, there's when... all sorts of chocolate. Yeah, yeah. and there's lots of like. Basically, placement. when society collapse, everyone can just eat what they want. So you know, people don't care about diets anymore. They just go get the Maltesers down, me. Yeah. Wash it down. Wash it down with a can of Tango. 
Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. So uh, maybe this is how Jim is able to walk, even though he really shouldn't be able to. Like, I think they even say like he's 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 just purely he's crashing, right? He's crashing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Jim, I, I get the idea. Jim is pretty much meant to be like the um, the kid of the film because even like here when when they get attacked in the stairwell, Selena runs away and he's like shouting for her like um, she's his mum. Yeah, please yeah. wait, ma'am, wait, like. <laughs> So I'm full of orange juice and I can't run up the stairs. I'm full of orange juice. I had a piss. I've got a stitch. <laughs> That's why he has to stop. Got to rest. Oh yeah, I'm not full of orange juice. I'm just crashing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interestingly, he goes to the tango as well, so he obviously has a, yeah. like a bit orange. of orange. Yeah. <laughs> I like orange. Like he's a proper toddler in this film. Oh, right up to the to the end when he sort of makes his breakthrough. Um. So anyway, so. Uh, they, they run away. Uh, Selena's sort of well ahead, and she's like, "Fuck that guy," for a kind of sliced biscuits. And then um, Brendan Gleeson pops in, wearing his like uh, police gear. He throws them over the stairwell, and like, so they sort of fall down. You get to see some pretty interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Him. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah, I don't know if they look. It does look a little bit fake, but uh, I, I like it. I enjoyed it anyway. Um, a little bit. And then uh, they sort of hole up in in uh, what's his name, Frank's. Frank's uh, council flat. Frank's council yeah. flat. What did you think? Go on. Just when they have a little bit of creme de menthe as well to celebrate. What do you think? To, nice glasses. What do you think to Frank's uh, uh, Cockney accent? Brendan Gleeson's Cockney accent. Oh, yeah, what, right. What I thought. They, uh, what did you think to? Uh, is the name Hannah? What did you yeah. think to Hannah's accent? What was her accent? Because <laughs> yeah. I suppose she's supposed to be a Cockney if she like lives with a dad. But Just um, generic child voice. Generic child. Sometimes she had some dialogue. See, like she had some dialogue, and I was mm. like, "What? <laughs> like yeah. what? Like so, so? It just didn't sound right coming out of her mouth. Sometimes she sounded a bit like it was a bit of a dialed-in performance. I felt like in places. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe it's, it's a strange one. Like I, if you listen like to her accent, I'm, it just sounds weird. Sometimes it sounds kind of like, all right. Sounds a bit Birmingham in places. Well, she's it? from Liverpool, so I imagine she's. Oh. Proper, uh, proper Liverpoolian accent. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, they they hole up in this in this place. Um, uh, we get like the first kind of like nice. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch's Sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, to get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Scene in the film, I think, when they're sort of celebrating. It's, you know, when you're around Brendan Gleeson, it's always going to be fun. Um, the, I think, did he kiss at something? No, they don't kiss at this point. They're, but there's like a hint that like there might something, maybe something will happen between them. Oh, uh, what? Who? Selena and uh, Frank, not... not uh, Selena, <laughs> Selena and Frank. <laughs> Whoa, I missed that one. Yeah. It's all in the uh, subtext, guys. You, Frank you and Jim. <laughs> yeah, this is the bit um, when uh, Selena gives them a bit of a slagging off after they've just taken him in when they've gone to bed, right? After after Killian Murphy's had a shave and then she's going, oh, P.S. They need, uh, they need us more than we need them. We'll mug them off the second, the second <laughs> yeah. if, they, if they ain't got any, as soon as the creme de menthe's gone, we're off. <laughs> <laughs> she's just a cold-hearted, cold-hearted bitch. Just use them for their yeah. creme de menthe. That's it. Yeah. We don't see the scene, but I'm sure there's a deleted scene of her checking the fridge for orange juice. Just to sort of see... <laughs> Try to get to it before Jim does. Yeah, Jim has to have like a glass of milk. You know, he's he's got to ease his stomach. He's a little kid, as after all, before he goes to sleep. No, no, milk, milk and orange juice will curdle in the stomach. You don't want to do that. You want to avoid those two <laughs> yeah, things. He'll be yeah. up all night. He'll <laughs> be up, still oh, have cramps. Yeah, creme de menthe is a mint flavored liqueur, so he'll be all right. <laughs> uh, so Selena, uh, I think she helps him sleep. She rubs some Vicks on his chest or something. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so Jim nods off finally. Finally, you know, she she puts him to bed, and he finally nods off eventually. Um, and then I think they wake up, and then Frank's like, uh, "I owed you last night." Um, and you're right, we do need you. I've got all these buckets on the roof, and <laughs> nothing's happening. Um, how, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, so the condensation thing, how does that work? You know, he's got like the the cling film or whatever it is, the sheet. That's just some morning dew, and you wring it out into your mouth. Delicious. Really? Yeah, but he says he says it's not rained for ten days. Is that right? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't ever believe that in London. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah. it's in the film, mate. Don't dispute it. It's in the film. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so uh, Frank's Frank's got like a radio or something. He's got a little message on there that says, "Come to Manchester. Come on down. <laughs> Come on down. We're not on fire." Yeah, we definitely won't get rapey. And uh, <laughs> funny you mentioned that. <laughs> What's that about a rapey thing? Doesn't matter. I said uh, definitely not. <laughs> You're not listening to me. I said definitely not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and then Frank's like, yeah, we do need you. Um, because if I die, uh, Hannah will be all alone. Uh, and she's a bit odd. You don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to run her own too much. Uh, okay. And then um, <laughs> they get in Frank's black cab. I think it's really cool to have a black cab in the film. For some reason, it's very English. It's a very London yeah. thing to have. What's um, the meter on? It does, yeah. He does, and That's the meter print. keeps going throughout throughout their journey as well. Yeah. I kept sort of catching catching if, glimpses of him, thinking, was, "Is that a bargain or not?" If he didn't get infected, do you think he would turn around and go, "Okay, that'd be thirty five quid"? And like, honestly, <laughs> sincerely, sincerely, it was one. like four. It was like four hundred quid by the time they got to, oh, the, right. to the blockade. He'd yeah. have yeah. gone pay you up, pay up. when there's an apocalypse, yeah. like double time after midnight. But you know, when when <laughs> society has collapsed, what do you put that on? Jesus. Yeah, who yeah. knows? To be fair though, Jim is pretty loaded because he finds loads of money when he was running yeah, yeah. around. Fifty pound notes, probably good for it. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so uh, they make their way. We have the tunnel scene here. Like they're trying to get out of London. It's like the Dartford Tunnel or something like that. I don't know. Um, and then they so this is what I mean. So this film has some really like fun bits. Like when they start like driving up the uh, over the cars, which I really don't think would work. <laughs> They're, they're no, all no. Sort of kind of like laughing and like as they're like off roading, like bumping around. Yeah. Um, but that's like I so said, the girl with the gifts doesn't have anything like this. It's just purely sort of uh, like downbeat, like sort of. That's it. These these random like sort of uplifting moments, sort of just showing these characters' humanity as well. Like it doesn't fit. It, it's odd because it doesn't feel out of place. Even though this film is yeah. miserable most of the time, these moments don't feel out of place. They kind of just feel like. <laughs> oh, this is fun. <laughs> Wee! Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> this Wee! is like the fastest emotional yeah. roller coaster of all time, though, because as they're running up to get over the like the barricaded cars, uh, Jim's like, this is a shit idea. This is a wank idea. This is a shit yeah. idea. And he's then right they get well. up on top, and he's like, hey! And he's laughing yeah. all over the rest yeah. of them. And then, and then the tyre burst, and he's like, yeah. I told you it was a fucking shit idea. <laughs> Wankers. <laughs> like, yeah. now what are we going to do? This is the worst place to break, break yeah. down. Yeah. As well. and then we get then we get the rats that sort of all run under, under their feet and they're running from the infected, and you know this is like, how many times during this scene are you just like just fucking leave it? Like yeah. I would not yeah. want to change the tire when they're all coming after you like that. All the all the, the car still works the broken tire, right? You can go a little ways with it. You can outrun yeah, people. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Did he uh, did he change the wheel or the tire? They changed the wheel, right? It's more difficult. They do to change, change the, the wheel, but, yeah, yeah. but he did have a fl- they did have a flat tire, didn't they? So yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they, yeah. they could have cracked. They could have cracked on then. Yeah, but for some reason, Frank just loves the loves the thrill of the chase, and they yeah. just like, oh, don't worry, the the infected might they might get us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then after they escape from there, is it after or before when they go to a, a lovely budgeons? No, it's it's just after, after that, yeah. bit, right? Just That's when they pop that, yeah. to the supermarket and they have a a lovely shopping trip, which features yeah. my favourite product placement of the entire film. Where Selena's like, if I see another chocolate bar, it'll be oh, too yeah. soon. Unless yeah. it's a Terry's chocolate orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, it's not really a chocolate bar, though, is it? That's why. Wait a minute, how does Jim feel about Terry's chocolate orange? Oh, I'm sure he likes it. He's off camera, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Just, like, it combines two of the things he loves, sugary chocolate treats and orange. Yeah. Maybe he's off camera because he was just he was just going nuts at it. Ah! <laughs> Later on, Jim uh, expresses his love Passionate, for raisins as well. He he likes uh, I think he likes more you know natural sugary things. He likes most sultanas. Yeah. Uh, yes. That's when the bit when he's looking at the whiskey with Frank, he buggers up probably to the cure aisle. Yeah. The most orangey drink possible. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, he's looking at the whiskey and he's thinking secretly. Jim's thinking. That's bloody yuck, that is. I don't want any of that. He's actually thinking, I'll get him, I'll get him, I've got an idea for a mixer. Just pops it, <laughs> get the orange. Um, and, it, and also the music in this bit is my favorite, maybe my favorite song in the entire thing. It's that like weirdly like, uh, like, a, yeah. like a proper ditty. It's like a game ditty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, and then they, they leave here, they um, quickly stop off to get some petrol. Whilst they're doing that, Jim goes inside uh because okay, he goes inside looking for cheeseburgers. Looking for cheeseburgers because he's unruly. He's high on sugar and raisins. <laughs> and he's got yeah. a baseball bat. Yeah, and he's got a baseball bat. And he's like, you know, you can't tell him what to do because you'll start sobbing or, you know, throw a tantrum. And he goes in. And I do feel like this um, this bit, so he gets attacked by like a, a zombie kid and he has to kill the kid. I do feel like that's part of his 
metaphorical journey to adulthood through this film. So he has to like kill the kid uh, for him to sort of you know grow up a little bit. It's a bit yeah, like this, uh, is, this is creepy as well when he sort of just says hello and the kid just sort of drops down from somewhere silently, pads over towards him. Swat, swat zombie. There's a lot of that uh, sort yeah. of ninjury sort of moves going on. What do you think that? What do you think the infected do when they're not running after people? Uh, mill about. I was thinking that they mustn't do anything because they don't attack each other. Even though the virus makes you really, really like narky, yeah. you got yeah. the rage on. It's surprising they that they don't get each yeah. other. It's not like it's not like Kingsman that everyone fights each other. They're they're alright with each <laughs> yeah. other. They're like yeah. right, no, same team. Hmm. Yeah, that that is that hmm. doesn't quite make sense. I guess if we if from what we know of the virus, from what we see from the start. Why wouldn't they t- attack each other? Unless it's like a they? pheromone thing. Like in the Girl of the Gifts, they, they do that yeah. a lot because they're sort of infected with the parasite thing. But yeah. um, maybe just a throwaway line or something just to sort of qu- maybe try it's and like the same yeah. as your as your as your night out metaphor. They're on a on a in a rough town and night out. It's like those people that are also infected. They're those guys that you've shook hands with. And it's like, no, you're all right, mate. You're all right. Yeah. You're all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you're safe. Wow. Yeah, I think every now and again, maybe one or two have a little scrap, but it, the, the most, for the most part, they probably get on. Uh, you know, like, you know, when you get the, the, the drunkards in the kebab shop, they'll get on until until someone pushes in. An outsider. An outsider, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking push him, will you, you bastard? Yeah. Okay, uh, so uh, th- then they sort of uh, camp out uh, somewhere, look at some horses. So it's kind of, it's more of a sweet scene. They're sort of um, having fun, chilling. Bonding. This was a moment again where I just thought, "How can you sleep out in the open?" It's fucking like, freezing. Even if yeah. even if you thought you were miles away from, you know, the infected, with everything that's going on, how can you even start to think about sleeping? Well, sleeping time. Sorry. Yeah, they have like they, they take the uh, tablets, don't they, to sort of make them get to sleep. Oh, you mean like uh, even then? You yeah. Really want to? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you wouldn't want to, would you? you want to be. I know one of them. Like Frank, sort of stays awake for a while, doesn't he? Trying to. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then we sort of get a, dr- a dream sequence with Jim as well. Yeah, and he's all alone. Uh, mum, <laughs> I've been like that. I've done that before, and I thought like, thought, oh, it's like when your mum leaves you in the supermarket or something. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then he wakes up and he, he says, uh, and Frank says, um, "You're just dreaming," and he goes, "Thanks, Dad." That's really embarrassing when you say, call someone dad in, in in the real world, like a teacher or a doctor or something. Wait, does he actually do that or not? Yeah, he says thanks, dad. <laughs> no, does he? Yeah. Well, and he thought he had problems before, now he's got this social faux pas to navigate. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Thanks, dad. Um, um... Everyone in the school. <laughs> done. He's yeah. done for at least two months yeah. now. And, and Fra- you've just had that first kiss with Selena as well. That's off now. Now you've yeah, shown how yeah. uncool you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then um, they sort of make their way, get back in the car. Uh, it's things, you know, still going quite well. And then they make their way to Manchester. Manchester's just burning all completely on fire. Um, Danny Boyle is actually from Manchester. So I don't know what that means. Uh, just sort of hates his hometown. I don't know. But he hates it. Bloody northern nonsense, and then he. Uh, <laughs> so this is when he gets to the blockade. So this is where, um, unfortunately, Frank. They, they don't see anyone; just see some dead bodies. And unfortunately, Frank, uh, he uh, becomes a slave to his own rage as he yeah. he gets angry and he kicks the fence, which uh, he hates crows. Yeah. Get out of it! 
Get out of it. Yeah. You bloody things crow. Are that, uh, things are after that cordial they've got from the supermarket. Tells them it's too orangey for crows. Kicks the, <laughs> kicks the old fence. Yeah. <laughs> gets <laughs> gets this is horrible. blood in the eye. When he yeah. gets blood in the eye, like it really makes my eyes water. Like, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's a cool little uh, camera thing where it's like inside the blood drop as well as it lands yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And then... um. Uh, he goes, Hannah, is the name Hannah? I keep forgetting the name. Hannah comes over yes, and she's like, you're right, dad. And he goes, I'm all right. Just get away. She goes, have you got a right beater in your eye? And he goes, no, get away. <laughs> get away. It's not for you. Um, he goes, uh, I really love you. Do you? You yeah, bloody do. <laughs> I love you so much. Um, and then, also, uh, what's the name? Uh, Jim is about to kill him. With He's a baseball bat. And this would be the He's only hesitant. other person he'd actually kill. Um, and then he gets sort of shot. That's my good noise from uh, all angles. <laughs> and then, um, and then the army sort of turn like up. She's like a lizard of some, of some sort. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank you. I like it. So the army, <laughs> the, so the army turn up and they take them back to their. They've like got a big country country house estate type thing that they've kind of like got hold up in. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they've got like uh, landmines, landmines all over the front lawn. <laughs> all over the bloody front lawn. Um, and then we're introduced to I don't want to name all these guys because there's like about 10 of them they all seem to be kind of like dicks these are actually the guys <laughs> you see uh, out in Man- Mansfield on a Friday night these yeah. are the guys you don't want to sort of talk to it's like a who's who of like Albert Square as well isn't it half of those guys have all been in EastEnders as bit yeah, parts yeah yeah um, so and we're introduced to Christopher Eccles he uh, I think he shows them around he says um, this is the house. This is where they cook, and this is it, our. It, <laughs> this is our black man. He's on a chain, as you know, as you should be. <laughs> <laughs> the only oh black man in the God. film. Uh, he's chained up, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I only noticed so they, that this they've, time. they've managed to duck it because one of the soldiers is also black. So don't worry, they oh, haven't. They do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Missed that. They're all right, and the other one, and. Uh, of all the others, he's probably the nicest one. He is, yeah. They've got so they've, got, they've gone for the both extremes. They said we don't want a stereotype. You know, we've got the full range of black actors in this in this film. There's a guy who's got, even like, the, missing you, hair. He's got alopecia or something. It's, I don't know. What I thought it was yeah. just a, I just thought it was a real cool hairstyle. Like he'd gone he the saw, He saw Jim. Like the, the fashion had sort of uh, travelled so quick to oh, the way the fashion head injury goes. look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's yeah. gone. The world's over. I can finally have the haircut I've always wanted. <laughs> yeah. There we Perfect. go. <laughs> yeah, walking around Worsley Manor like that, whatever it's called. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then um, so, so what happens now? So I guess um, they have dinner or something, and he has a like a, a bad, bad omelette. He made bad omelette, didn't he? He didn't oh, realise the eggs were off. Yeah. Sorry, sir. Uh, yeah, then some infected attack the front lawn and all the yeah. landmines go off and they start shooting all the zombies. This is when we sort of get the alpha, couple of alpha males sort of grunting. Yeah. yeah. So shooting them. Oh, yeah. What Sil- you want, a fucking sweet, eh? Hey? Silverback males. Yeah. 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 Proper, like, over the top sort of cockney sort of gangster guy. And then um, we get another weird thing of, like, uh, uh, Jim making everyone his dad. Where um, uh, the Christopher Eccles like ruffles his hair, says you'll be all right, yeah. kid, and like ruffles his hair, like uh... I think he just wanted to touch his um, his brain injury. Yeah, his his lovely new haircut, <laughs> tickling in in the scar. There. Yeah, how's it feel? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, feels a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like chewing aluminium. Have you ever done that with like uh, if you got like a fill in? 
I could chew a bit of aluminium. Oh, no. Touch it with a fork. Oh, oh, Jesus. Okay. And then, um, so, and then I I think that's when he says, look, I've got to be honest with you, with you, Jim. He puts it on the line, right? Yeah, Jimbo, Jimmy boy, come here. You know me. (laughs) I'm Christopher (laughs) Eccleston. You know, I've got needs. You know, you know when I said in the radio broadcast that this wasn't rapey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it kind of is. May have probably. exaggerated that a little. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was, uh, I was lying, and uh, so creative records, Stan, as we know uh, in the last in the last <laughs> film, <laughs> but that's the lengths he'll go to. Yeah, yeah. The last he'll come the back l- before with a ghost. Yeah, for some ghost sex with the others. And yeah. now it'll build an entire stately home of soldiers and put on a radio show. Yeah. <laughs> Just to lure them in. He calls it the honey trap method. And he uh, <laughs> he offers them food and bad eggs. Uh, all and the omelettes you can eat. All the omelettes you can eat. Uh, you know, in exchange for babies. And uh, so, uh, and then I don't understand why he does this to Jim, though. So Jim's like, okay, we've got to leave. Uh, we've got to get out of here because they're going to get a little bit rapey soon. And then he, as he's leaving, he gets sort of knocked out. And then he says to Jim, "I think you'll be, I think you'll be okay uh, here if you sort of accept it or something." But then the next thing he knows, he's like saying, "Nah, change of mind, execute him." Like, yeah, send him out yeah. to the woods. Yeah, the also, sergeant that disagrees, also, right? Mm. So they, so they like he said he he says he promised them women, but it's been twenty eight days. Well, a couple a couple <laughs> yeah. more days. Yeah, like, there are there are men in loveless marriages who go. <laughs> to go much longer than yeah. that about sex and about turning into rapey. You know, it's a bit weird. If we if we were made to think that they'd been, do you know what I mean? It'd been 28 weeks or 28 months or something that they hadn't yeah. got laid. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not saying, I'm not ever condoning it, mate. All right? Yeah. But I'm yeah. saying, maybe we can understand. 28 days before. 28 days is like, yeah. oh, it's insane. They'd be wanking each other off before then. Yeah. I've, yeah. I think they would, uh, because like in, you know, in San Quentin, if you ever watch their documentaries, one of them normally starts growing the hair and acting as the female. It's really weird. Whatever that is, I don't know what sort of uh, what causes that. But like, <laughs> one of the males always becomes like the bitch of the uh, of the oh. uh, of the prison, and they they like quite they feel quite powerful because they've got like uh, some sway as the the female. It's really weird. You should watch the. Uh, I think Louis <laughs> Farou did a thing about San Quentin and. Uh, Really interesting. Oh wow! So we yeah. think that that scenario it probably should have happened. Well, the guy who's cooking Still is in like a pink. Uh, it, it's twenty-eight days, and he's he's already in the pink uh, apron. He's well on his yeah. way. Yeah, he's, he's well, well on his, on his way. way. <laughs> yeah. Um, very very happy. Okay. So yeah, yeah. now and when the, when um Jim and the other, and there's another one of the soldiers who sort of tries to object, and he sort of mm. gets chucked in with the two guys who are going to get executed. He sort of explains his sort of theory about the infected at this point, doesn't he? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, so he's, he's, he says like um, the, 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 the default state of the world is not to have humans on it, right? And the infection is just a way for, for it to get back to the default state. Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be back to normal. But then he also does sort of mention that he reckons it's just the UK. The UK has kind of just been left to its yeah. own devices by the rest of the world. Yeah. And if they can somehow get off the godforsaken island, then they'll be alright. Yeah, yeah. So it's been, been quarantined or something. Yeah, um, so they're not even gonna. Um, they, they take those two out, and it's not even gonna shoot the guy. He's gonna stick him with a knife, which is pretty harsh. 
Um, yeah, this is the worst one, right? This is they send the one that already probably was a psychopath by day two. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that the world's someone. ended? I need to rape someone. I need to murder someone. Yeah. Come on, come on. Um. So as before, he sticks him. The other guy, who's a little bit kinder, um, shoots him instead. And then Jim sees that as an opportunity to to get out of dodge. This is good thinking from Jim because I think yeah. anyone in that scenario would just run. But he just slings himself down with a load of dead bodies. Yeah. And sort of camouflages himself, which is good. But I also think if that didn't work, you'd yeah. be really disappointed, wouldn't you? It's <laughs> Your a one if, chance. If they, yeah, if you it's did it and then gamble. they were like, stand up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought. That's yeah. If I did that, that's exactly what happened. I'd lie there good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tree. Like, you know, yeah. um, one thing I would say, these army men are, are kind of shit with, with their weapons. Like, there's a lot of, like, a, you know, like, openly sort of firing, like, just spraying yeah. bullets. They, they they strike me as the kind of, I mean, the kind of regiment or something that has probably hasn't been in combat. TA. Like yeah, this. Like the, the yeah, TA. maybe it was the TA. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. Like a really, it's like, it's like, what's it called? Dad's Army. But yeah. Like, the new version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what? I've got to use this now. Have I? Jesus. I'm no good at that. I'm no good at that. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, so Jim uh, escapes over the wall and um, they're like, don't worry. Uh, because Manchester's on fire, there's loads of uh, um, rage virus people. Rages, let's call them, uh, sort of out there. They'll get him. Um, and then they go back to have their reward. Uh, Selena, they're going to get her in a dress and um, they're going to have some fun. And I guess what what you know why put someone in a dress if you're gonna right. again not not condoning these these horrible things mm. but like just, oh, I'm gonna dress you right up in a lovely ball gown yeah. I can't wait do you think this is them sort of uh, like trying to have some sort of semblance of order and like yeah. oh it's a nice yeah. thing this is like a lovely date so you're gonna put on a nice yeah. dress that the lady in house would wear we're gonna wine and dine you we'll get a yeah. uh, we get as much orange juice and bad omelets as you can as you can fill your stomach with. Yeah, and then we'll rate. And then and, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then Jim from a, from afar hears someone say orange juice and just goes, "What? That is yeah. it? This is, uh, I'm on my this way." Is when yeah. he, this is when he does his transformation, right? He hears them say orange juice, and then from being out in the woods for an afternoon without a t-shirt on, he becomes Batman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He sees uh, he, there's a bit. He looks up and he sees uh, a plane flying over, and he goes. I need to get off this country and get some orange juice, uh, you know, <laughs> in, uh, abroad. He goes, there's only one way I'm going to do it. I'm going to have to man up. The oranges of Seville are waiting for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he wants some, you know, sangria now. And he's, uh, he starts to wind up. It's like a, uh, what do you call those alarms? Like World War II. Like an air raid. Like an air raid yeah. alarm, right? Blitzkrieg sort of uh, thing. Um, a siren. Yeah. Alarm siren thing. <laughs> and then, uh, so... Uh, a load of them, Christopher Eccles cakes and his um his uh boys, his lads, they sort of go out to sort of get him back. Um and then just starts picking them off one by one. Batman this style. Is, he turns this into is when Predator. Missing, yeah. So yeah I'm missing a I'm missing a scene here. I'd like um I think there needs to be like some type of extent. If this was modern like a film that came out today, there'd be a tie in comic. Yeah. That showed the day when he was on a school trip around this stately home, yeah. which is where how he knows where all the secret passages are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need like a short film called Twenty Eight Seconds Later, where as he's out there, he sort of does like a quick training montage, and like he uh, becomes Jim the man. 
and he gets he got uh, the blueprint for the house. Yeah, yeah. It's like scoring over, like going over the blueprint, doing some press ups. What is uh, it? Then? Are we just saying it's just pure survival kicks in? You know, he just I, wants I, to. I, I think so. I think the idea here is like he's finally decided to give in to what makes a man a man, and that's uh, violence and killing and and being comfortable with that. <laughs> People because like people. Um, yeah, because yeah, exactly. Christopher Eccles then said, um, uh, "This is all about people killing people. It's all about that people are infected with rage. I don't think you truly become a human or uh, mature into a human being until you accept that that's what you have to do." And uh, Jim finally accepts it. I think. I think, although it is like kind of um, a bit of uh, you know a, a stretch. I think the symbol, the symbol, uh, symbolically, I think it works. But, I think um, it kind of works just because the soldiers are so incompetent. Yeah, like if he if he was yeah. going up against like a highly trained sort of group of group yeah. of like elite soldiers, yeah, you probably think this is a bit ridiculous because he's going up against pretty much a bevel like of idiots. Yeah, um, I feel like he turns yeah. into a bit like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator. You know, sort yeah. of uh, if he got some mud over him and stuff, I think it it probably work quite well. Ah, uh, yeah. just sort of shouting. Um, uh, uh, if it bleeds, we can kill it, and then um. <laughs> So yeah, uh, so he comes. He picks them off. He um, and then what happens? So he gets back to the. Yeah, so he he yeah, sort he... of he double teams it really, doesn't he? He sort of unleashes the the infected guy, takes out the cowardly soldiers, yeah, and yeah. then he creeps onto the roof and stoves in the head of the bad guy against the wall. Yeah, just as it's all sort of come into a head. There's a couple yeah. of tense bits in there. You know, you see um, Hannah hiding behind the mirror from the infected yeah, guy. Yeah. A lot, a lot of them like sort of uh, just uh, give in to their fear, don't they? These soldiers, like um, like the the other uh, black guy, he literally just sort of caves into his fear, and he, he doesn't even want to, He won't even escape. He yeah, sort I've got of no lets, He just sits on the floor, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He sort of lets it happen. Um, so this is what like we're again again get to like fever pitch. We have got the, the music. I think this is the second. This is the only other time, right, Ben, that the music comes in. Yeah, I think this is the only time. This is the only time this particular track right. is used. Um, obviously, a lot of lot of moments in the film where sort of like crescendos of of music is used to uh, a really great degree, but this is like, I mean, this is Ace. It just yeah. sort, of sort of builds and builds and builds with layer yeah. and layer and layer, sort of pretty much playing the same melody. But electric guitars yeah. sort of come in, sort of as as um, Jim's going ape shit, yeah, taking people out. And then uh, this, I mean, this is the first, I think, the first instance of thumbs in the eyes. I think we see a lot yep. of it after this, but this oh, is yeah. this is like the first time I saw it, and the scream is like like blood curdling, <laughs> like the, the way the guy, the Cockney guy, sort of screams. He sort of got his thumbs right in his eyes, and that music, like, there's something truly horrific about that. Yeah, and obviously that's the moment where um, Selena sees Jim, mm. but just like the sort of shadow of him, so she can't yeah. quite see him, and yeah. she becomes convinced that he's infected. So obviously it shows that he's given into those animal urges so so much that mm. he, he now looks like one of the infected yeah. and obviously she does I, take yeah. she does take more than a heartbeat and she sort of hesitates you know what saves and him he, and he stops her his beautiful emerald blue eyes like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the, the slight whiff of orange yeah. she's like oh wait <laughs> I'd know that's not anywhere that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah I remember when I first saw this film I thought it was going to end very differently at that point you know you watch from oh like she's going to she's going to yeah. machete him but but no I did say. Oh. <laughs> and it's <laughs> there, there, there is a moment where he just kind of looks at her and kind of just—he's breathing horribly. You're like, 
Just go, it's me! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mum, <laughs> oh that. shit. Mum, fuck, fuck. That's why he hadn't gone full army. If he'd really done that, he'd, yeah. um, he'd have had like a, a one-liner to, yeah. uh, to say to that guy he'd have put his yeah. eyes out and then gone, yeah. nice to see you again. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice to see you, to see you, nice. And then he'd leave. Okay. And then, um, and then what happens there? So they get out, right? What happens so to Hannah? They go to they go to escape in Frank's cab. Yeah. Uh, but when they open it, um, Christopher Eccleston's in there, and he pops the cap in Jim's ass. Uh, <laughs> but then they do the classic reverse the cab into the horrible, yeah, zombie yeah. infested house. So Christopher yeah, Eccleston gets gets pulled out and destroyed, and then yeah, they're about to leave leave the sort of house, but then the gates are bloody locked. But uh, Hannah just puts a foot down and they Floor smash it. into her. Yeah. And a, cla- a classic sitcom freeze frame at the end of this. There's a lot of that. Uh, I saw a few freeze frames and I thought, mm, that's interesting. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't particularly enjoy it, but like, it seems to work in this. Um, that, so they, they would have freeze framed and then that whole like uh, sitcom outro music, well, they were thick in the gear, but you know what I mean? <laughs> that should have played and the credits would like come or, down. Or like Grain Chill or something. There's a bit. Yeah, so there's like a, a crazy, um, what they call like a hip hop montage with like things like, ah, ooh, ah, do you know what I mean? That's sort of like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a requiem for. for yeah, a dream, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sort of um, drug taking montage of them yeah. sort of saving Jim's life in a yeah. hospital somewhere. Yeah. So they made it to some Just, sort of hospital. And there's a bit where he's opening a can of tango. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's and it's pupil dilates. People dilates. His belly his belly sloshing as well. <laughs> there, there is a really classic memory. Yeah, there is like a really interesting uh, image. Um, it's like um, it cuts to the landscape, the green landscape upside down, and like it's, the, the word hell is written like on the, on the floor. Yeah, I yeah, thought, yeah. I thought that was really like striking. You only see that for like a second, don't you? Before yeah, sort of, yeah. There was a re- sorry to just jump straight back, but there was also a moment where. Very like much earlier in the film when they were driving along, we sort of see some flowers, and it was almost like a really painting. weird yeah, it's painting. painting. Yeah, yeah. I think is it is it is it supposed to look like an actual painting, like a famous one? It like it. it looked like a fo- it was like a Photoshop um, effect. It looked, it looked yeah, like, it pretty much was just to make it look like a yeah. look like a Renaissance painting or something. There is a also in the in the stately home. There's like sculptures, and uh, I think one of them is a fairly famous one. There's a lot of like human art, you know, sort of yeah. like laid throughout the film. Um, yeah, because obviously there there is a sequence as well where sort of Selena says to Jim, "You're never going to watch a film again that hasn't already been made. You're never going to read a book that hasn't mm. already been written," which kind of makes sense because you wouldn't read a book after it. You wouldn't <laughs> read a book before it's been written anyway. Yeah, yeah, stupid well, Selena. Stupid <laughs> Selena, try, trying to make a point. You're trying to make a point. And just coming across like an idiot. Yeah. She's only known him a couple of days. So you saying I haven't got a book in me, Selena? Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of good ideas. Yeah. I've been in hospital for six weeks. He was dictating <laughs> dictating a book when he got hit by the car on his uh, bike, his bike delivery. Um, okay. <laughs> so and then we end with um, there's some starving um, zombies dying. So we sort of know how that's going to play out, and then uh, a plane goes over, right? And then Jim smiles at the plane. And, yeah, but uh, they ru- they run out they run out with their big sheets. They've sort of all stitched together. They've and they've written fit, hello, they, they've, right? Yeah, they've written hello, but with a couple of couple of red bits of fabric, which really sets me sets my teeth on edge. You know, I don't like it. It's all in white, and then suddenly two little pockets of red. 
Why did no. you do in that pile that you wouldn't have picked him up? You'd have just flown on. <laughs> like, yeah, you'd have gone, what the fuck? Can't why take these guys seriously. Why would they write hello? Like, SOS is the uh, thing, right? And they use a lot less fabric. It's, uh, you guess the point of going, hello, I think they're just being... Yeah. Take it or a just high. Hi. Just hi, yeah. yeah. Hi, yeah. Because then you wouldn't have had that confusing bit where a pilot that had come over the day before I ain't landing there, it says hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, because yeah, they say, they say the plane's going. coming back again. So we're, we're made to think that the plane has already been over. Yeah. The first time it came over, it would have said hell. <laughs> it would have been, it's been ignoring them for days. Like H, they didn't listen. Because just an H, the helicopter yeah. might have landed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I'm a plane. It's not for me. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so and that's how the film ends. There was uh, an alternative ending. Um, I think the desired ending um, was to have Jim die, uh, but you know, I, actually, I, I'm kind of glad they didn't do that. To be honest, I, I quite like how it ends. I was reading there yeah. was a third one. They didn't even film; it was just storyboarded, but they abandoned it quite early on. So there's the one that we have. There's the one where he dies in the hospital, and then it's the you just it's just the chicken at the breakfast table instead of him. And then there's the one they didn't film, which um, had no soldiers in it. They just talked about doing it with just the cast of the main survivors. Frank gets infected as normal, but then they keep him. They oh. find a scientist who says, oh, there's a cure, but you have to do a total, total blood transfusion. Um, and Jim sacrifices himself to cure Frank because they give him all of his blood because he's the only match. But Danny uh. Boyle said, it turned out, we storyboarded it, but then actually we thought that was a shit idea, so we didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> just just to note as well, we haven't really talked about it, but it's, it's written by Andrew Garland, who is one of our favorite writers. He wrote The Beach, the novel. Um, he wrote uh, and directed Ex Machina. He wrote and produced Dread. He's um, yeah. he's he's, yeah. Like, he's a real talent. That guy. Who's this? Alex Garland. Yeah. Alex, uh, Andrew Garland. I think I keep getting his name wrong. Is that Andrew or Alex? Alex, isn't it? Summit Garland. It's bloody Summit Garland. Yeah. 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 Um, so he wrote, he wrote and directed Ex Machina, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's yeah, yeah. He's uh, wow. He's, I when I first read The Beach, I like I knew he was like a like a phenomenal sort of talent, and I like, just sort of see him sort of continue on do like other mediums has been really interesting, and obviously Danny Boyle like it doesn't really get that much wrong. Danny Boyle, he's uh, he knows what he's doing. Wow. Yeah. Danny Boyle is the man. Yeah. Right, okay. Okay, you ready for some trivia? Aye. Do it. Cool. Okay, number one. Uh, Megan Burns, who played the young girl Hannah, tried to reinvent herself as a goth singer called Barbara Curse. True or false? <laughs> <laughs> true. And yeah, then... I want that too much. It has to be true. Okay, uh, sort of. <laughs> I mean... Uh, so she reinvented herself as a goth singer called Betty Curse. Um, oh. Her highest charting entry was 116 in the UK charts with songs such as Do You Mind If I Cry, Excuse the Blood, and God This Hurts. So, yeah, she's actually um, she was a recording musician. Googling, and... I'm Googling this, and I think I recognise her Yeah, some, in some way. Maybe from well. like Scuzz or Kerrang or MTV2. Yeah. It's the only three music channels I, I went on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> MTV Bass? Probably no. other one. No. Uh, okay, number two, you ready? Yep. yep. Okay, so um, so to achieve those uh, incredible deserted scenes of London, uh, the police had to close the roads at 4am uh, and to prevent angry drivers, Danny Boyle used attractive young women 
uh, including his daughter, to make the requests to get the drivers to you know be okay with it. True he, or false? He, pimped his, he pimped his daughter out. Pimped true. his daughter out. Yeah. True. Also, also true. That one is true. Okay, uh, so two for two, let's say. Okay, uh, number three. Uh, the second choice to play Jim, so not the first choice for the cast, the second choice was Ryan Gosling. True or false? Uh, false. False. Yeah, false. Yeah, he would have had yeah. an English guy, I think. True. No, it's true. Uh, so the first choice was Ewan McGregor, uh, because Danny oh. Boyle loves Ewan McGregor. The second choice was Ryan Gosling for some reason. Uh, but he didn't want to do it, and then uh, he ended up with uh, Killian Murphy, which I think was a, a bed, a best, a better choice. Killian Murphy, like, is now like one of the like you know one of the actors that you go to now. He's one of the Christopher Nolan actors, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Christopher He's Nolan's both... faves. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, two out of three. Not too bad. Okay, number four, uh, horror novelist uh, Stephen King. You may have heard of him. Uh, bought out an entire showing of the film. In New York City. Uh, true. Uh, uh, play the percentages. False. It was true. <laughs> uh, so apparently he bought like an entire screening um, just for him and some and friends it, and that kind of thing. And then and he, he made didn't a, e- it. Didn't even go. He didn't even go. He hated that fucking film. <laughs> <laughs> I bought off a screen so loads of people wouldn't get to see it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Uh, Okay, so yeah, so the last question. Upon seeing the special effects work of the city of Manchester on fire, director Danny Boyle simply smiled and said, one day, one day. <laughs> <laughs> True or false? Uh, um, false. I don't think he's that evil, is he, Luke? Uh, yeah. he's, a lo- he's, a lo- he's a lovely man. Yeah, I'm going to go false. Okay, that, that was false. Um, ah. He is a lovely man. Uh, that is the fact of it he is just he just like always come across as a really nice guy like a genuinely good guy um okay so well done i think you got three out of five um well well played and now we have to grade the film uh andy do you want to you want to start um yeah go on then i i love this movie it's a great film so i'm gonna go stone cold a on this one nice Ooh. stone cold steve a i like it stone cold steve a I'm going to have to go one more, I think. I think I'm going to go What my first horror hangout, A+. Plus. Nice. Um, I think I'm going to judge that on sort of get, rewatchab- rewatchability. It's going to get better than that. Yeah. Rewatchability, as I said, I watch this a lot, and it always kind of affects me. It's one of those films that genuinely gets under my skin, and I think yeah. as a horror film, for no matter how many times you still watch it, it still creeps me out. So yeah. that, for me, is like a perfect, it's a perfect horror film for me. Okay, um, I'm going for an A as well. So this could be like the highest rated film on the show completely. Um, but I don't know what it is about it. Like it's the dawn of um, um, dawn of dead for our generation. Do you know what I mean? Like it's the um, sorry, night of the living dead of our generation. Like yeah. it's it's just set the tone. Like it's just one of those films that everyone I know has seen. Everyone I know has been completely scared by it. And also the idea of it, and it's just lingered in our sort of public consciousness, and it's just so well done. And the re- like you said, the rewatchability is. Um, like I've seen this film so many times, and I, yeah. it, I like, e- even got... this year I've seen it once before, and it still scared me. Like it's still, it's just got so many moments that you just want to talk about with with people. You know, when you start talking about, it, you're like, oh yeah, and then this bit. Oh, you remember this bit and this bit. Do you know what I mean? That I mean, that's just great when 
when you sort of can really really enjoy a film with somebody like that it's just saying yeah, yeah. which bit made you turtle head the most for me um well i mean so uh which turtle head the most okay <laughs> uh, i uh i suppose you could say it, it it came out quite uh vigorously in the um in the eye from the thumbing in the eye scene the thumbs went in yeah. and the head came thumbs out. The it's, it's, uh... I think for me, it's always been that church sequence, just that bit where he says, hello, and the two of them turn mm. around and look at him. That, for me, is like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. Ah, oh. yeah. You saying uh, hello, actually, there, Ben, reminded me. I, I brought along a cheeky bit of trivia myself. Ooh. Um, oh. Yeah. oh, I know. A little bit of a surprise. Ma- See, I'll, uh, Maverick. I'll, I'll put this question to you. How many, um, how, how long into the film, how many of the uh, Jim's lines is it that it's hello in a row before he says anything else? <laughs> All right. Well, um, so what's the question? Counted. How, how many? How times... many times? How many times does he say hello in the film before he says anything else? He says it a fair few times before he utters another word. Fourteen. Uh, that seems a bit. That seems a, like a lot. I, I don't think so. I would say eight. Eight times. Who's closer? It's seven. It's ah. seven. Seven hellos, then father, father, oh shit. <laughs> really? So fa- father is his first word. That's interesting. That yeah, plays into weird. my whole uh, thing. Also, uh, another turtle head moment was, you know, cringe moment anyways, when he calls Frank his dad. Oh, embarrassing. Yeah. That's the scariest <laughs> moment. That could happen that to movie. any of us. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a relatable right. horror. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ben, you should watch that back and just, uh, you know, to, to hear that dad moment. It's yeah. cringe yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. How, how many, after how many lines does he first say orange juice? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's mouthing it from the second he wakes up. He doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His voice is too raspy. Get he can't say it. Juice. Yeah. Nurse, get me some orange juice for fuck's sake. Yeah. He's just got a drip next to him. Just yeah. <laughs> That IV yeah, that's rips why out. Wake, that's, yeah. why wake, that's why he wakes up. Yeah, he's out. That that IV drip was actually a Tropicana plugged into it. <laughs> yeah. Do we reckon? Do we reckon Jim? Does he like orange juice with bits or with smooth? Pulp. I reckon pulp he likes. Smooth. I reckon he likes bits. Yeah. I don't know. That's why. Pulp that's why that fizzy pop doesn't doesn't cut it. Like yeah. when he's he's had all those Capri Suns. That's why he has to go to his mom and dad's house also, where he knows they keep the good stuff. Also, it's why that orange <laughs> juice was it only had like two two swallows of actual liquid in there. The rest was pulp. Just yeah. a bigger. Is that the reason that he wanted to go to his parents' house? He's like, "What well, do you want to go to your parents' house see if they're alive?" Fuck no, I want to go well, get some yeah, orange juice. Yeah, yeah. I... Said they're going to be dead, <laughs> but if they're going to be dead, the fridge is going to be chock full of OJ. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, like on films where they get dollars in their eyes, in, in their eyes. I saw uh, like oranges, Satsumas flicking across <laughs> his eyes, <laughs> in Clementines. Rewrite the film summer, summary <laughs> in a, a post-apocalyptic world. One's man, one man's quest. For orange juice. <laughs> That's actually a really good idea. Okay, uh, so um, next week we are not going to be doing The Omen, which is the next one on the list. We're actually going to be doing uh, Stephen King's It, which comes out. I'm going to watch it on Friday. Um, you guys got tickets booked? Um, I've not got tickets booked, but I'll probably go either Friday or over the weekend, ready for next week's episode. It's getting a lot yeah. of hype. It's, I think, uh, I'm a bit worried. It might be getting too hyped now. Yeah, I've heard it's I've heard it's good and I've heard it's scary. I'm watching the original. Mates come around to watch the original on Wednesday this week, and then I think we're going to go watch the new one on Monday. Nice. And uh, lovely, delicious. And are you you both reading it, right? 
reading the book. Very, yeah. very, very, very slowly. Very slowly. I think I think I'm maybe four hundred, maybe uh, five hundred pages in now. See, if you if, if, if anyone if, if you said go. I've read five hundred pages of the book, most of the time you'd be like, oh, big, it's a big book. You read, yeah, like, you read well, it yeah, it's only just starting. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's only it's only just getting into it. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, it's a slob. But I, I really like it. Yeah, I really like it. I think the writing kind of the dis- writing in that is some of the best Stephen King writing. Just like the best prose work, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just good. Okay, nice. Uh, so I think that's about it. Uh, this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com. Uh, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kobach Cowman for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. Thanks to my co-host, Ben, for being a real horror dude. And once again, thanks to our amazing uh, friend of the show, uh, Andy. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us on. Thanks, dude. All right. Cheers. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.